Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Rob and Connor Darnborough of the Smart Fit Method. Guys, how are you today? What's going on? You're doing great, Joe. Thanks for having us on your show. I'm excited to to have you guys here. This is an ever-evolving business, and I don't want to paint on your canvas, guys. So first, first things out of the gate, before we get into the nitty-gritty of how you operate this business and, and growth plans, tell us a little bit about it, the smart fit method. What is this business? How do you describe what this is to other people? Sure. Yeah. So us, Connor here, smart fit method. Basically what we've done is we've used the most cutting edge technology in the fitness industry and we've converged that technology into a method. Um, We add personal training on top of that method in a semi-private format. That way our clients can get the most um, benefit from the machines as well as the training that we offer within the facility. Uh, Basically we're saving people time. Um, We're saving the people a lot of money um, in terms of personal training, and we get them a lot better results in a much shorter period. Yeah, this is, uh, as, as described, Rob and I had a conversation before jumping into this interview, and the convergence of technology and fitness really stood out in my mind. Take us back, guys. I want to hear about the origin of this. Not the, the first day that the doors opened, but the day the idea popped into our head for this what was going on for you and what was the original intention with starting this whole thing out? Where this came about was um, I was a competitive cyclist in Canada growing up and um, went into entrepreneurship from a young age, ran a uh, successful succession planning firm in Canada for over 25 years. Back in 2013, I retired um, at a fairly early age, moved to Hawaii and thought I would live the retired life. So Hmm. I was living over in Hawaii, you know, I was playing, playing tennis and golf and kind of just doing my thing. And I decided I thought I'd, I'd get back into maybe looking at competing at a master's level again in cycling. And during that whole period of time, I had been your traditional uh, uh, gym enthusiast, if you could put it that way. I was a trainer back in the 1980s at World's Gym. So I'd always had a passion for fitness. And I was one of those individuals who went to the gym consistently an hour and a half every day, sort of did the traditional working out and exercise. And at age 49, I decided to buy my wife a gift to um, um, Health Longevity, uh, Craig Ventura's location here in San Diego to do some uh, genetic mapping. So I said, I'll come and join you. Let's have a look at where we are at and see how our health is, is, is going. They said I was in great shape. I had a good body composition. I had, I was doing a lot of great things. Um, unfortunately though, that I had developed an aortic aneurysm. So I'm 49 years of age. I'm two millimeters from rupture. And, um, they told me to go meet with the two cardiologists. So I sat with two cardiologists and both of them said never to lift more than 30 pounds again or walk up a hill. So realistic. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And being 49, having been coming from a, a competitive background, I was obviously not very happy about that. So after about four and a half months of laying on my couch, losing my fitness and getting really depressed and driving my wife crazy, I contacted uh, a good friend of mine at uh, Vasper and said, I've read a little bit about what you guys did with the astronauts coming back from outer space and their struggles with atrophy. 
you think this is something I could use? So they introduced me to Dr. Jeffrey Gladden, the interventional cardiologist out of Dallas, Texas, who had um, written their papers for them. So I went down and saw Dr. Gladden, and we did some testing on the Vasper to see if it was putting any additional pressure on my aortic valve, and um, discovered it wasn't. So at the same time, we did a VO2 max test, and my VO2 max had deteriorated to an average 54-year-old male at the time. Sure. So I was obviously quite concerned. I was going in the wrong direction. I was losing lean mass. I was losing my cardiovascular system, and... Um, this looked like a way out. So I bought a Vasper, had it shipped to my home in Hawaii, and I got on it three times a week for 21 minutes each time. Three months later, I flew back to Dallas and I tested again, and I had had no growth in my aneurysm, but my VO2 max had improved to an elite 45-year-old. So I was thinking, hmm. Trending in the right direction good. here. I'm going in the right direction, yet I'm working out less a week now than I was working out per day. So what I thought was there must be some real value in this technology. And I was reading Dr. McGuff's book, um, uh, Body by Science, and discovered ARX. And of course, did the same thing, started testing on ARX. And what I was proud to find out, what I was happy to find out about ARX was that through the adaptive resistance that was being achieved on, the, on their machine, my blood pressure was only rising to 140 over 65. When I used to do deadlifts, I could get over 300, over 200, which is quite common, which is obviously a problem for thoracic pressure on my aneurysm. So I started to look at better ways to train because when I did the genetic testing, my condition was not genetic. It was purely a condition of overtraining. Mm -hmm. Going through the traditional exercise that had been sort of promoted and training on a regular basis and training hard and doing all of the things that we all know about, I had put myself into a high state of inflammation. And um, even though I, you know, I looked the part, I had, you know, I was built, I had the, you know, the abs, I had all that. What's but, happening on the outside isn't always what's happening on the inside. And what was crazy is my cellular age was 57. So when they did a DNA and telomeres test on me, my cellular age was also not doing very well, even though I looked the part. Um, so what I started to look at was how do you manage catabolic and anabolic stressors? to be much more effective. Like how do we manage how much stress we take and how we recover? And is there, a, is, there a, is there a formula there that will allow us to advance faster than just continually going to the, to the workout well? Yeah. So Connor seeing the benefits that I was getting yeah. came to me and said, go ahead. Yeah, essentially um, just a bit of backstory on that was I was going down a similar rabbit hole, you know, I'm a multi-sport athlete and, uh, I was working out, you know, just, I was a young gun, but I was working out like five hours a day, just not being smart about the amount I was training. Um, saw what he was dealing with, with his aortic aneurysm and then how much fitter he was getting by reducing the amount of stressors that he was putting himself in through, um, started seeing that progress and, I just, I couldn't believe it at first. So I just got super deep in a rabbit hole, started researching everything that he was researching, um, realized there was a lot to it, started doing it myself and kind of had the idea where, you know, we should share this with the general public. Um, so I went, approached him. I was in college at the time. I felt like I was kind of held back. Um, I was in the COVID days, so there was no face-to-face uh, yeah. you know, -face communication. 
it, it was just tough, you know. It's an I, interesting I, time in the world. Mm-hmm. So I was a uh, very, I was trying to get after it. You know, I was working a few jobs out here, and um, I just felt like the return on investment I was getting from my education wasn't enough. So I went to him, basically said, "I think we should share this with the general public." You know, I was working commercial real estate at the time. I have a really good space for this. You know, we should work on creating this method and share it with the general public. And that was kind yeah. of the origin story. Yeah. A so lot of people are, that I that I speak with products and services like this, the genesis of them being we were looking for a service like this. It didn't exist. And so mm-hmm. we're going to create it ourselves, right? It sounds like you guys are are the tried and true example of that. We we needed this as the consumer couldn't find it. All right, let's build it ourselves, right? And one of the things, you know, for me, it was obviously as a father inspiring, you know, I was an entrepreneur, I, I was an entrepreneur from the age of 17. My father um, wasn't an entrepreneur, but identified that in me and mm-hmm. suggested I pursue it. And I had five little companies by the time I was 21. So I was getting after it fast um, and built, you know, went on to build um, a number of other companies that were successful. And so when your when your 20 year old or 19 year old son comes to you and says he wants to share that entrepreneurial spirit with you, as a father, there's nothing more that you would be willing to <laughs> do and say, hey, hey, I'll come out of retirement and I'll help you and guide yeah. you to give you some assistance. But our main purpose was that we, you know, one of the things that we talk about is I'm a big fan of the book, The Go Giver. Mm-hmm. And The Go Giver, um, first two principles are to make sure you create more value in each relationship than the individual feels they're compensating you for. And then the second law is the way to be compensated is to touch more lives. So what I said to Connor is we can do this as long as we touch as many lives as possible. And we need to take this technology and make it available to everyone as opposed to just celebrities and professional athletes. So we know this equipment's sitting in the 49ers locker room. We know it's sitting in a lot of actors' homes. We know a lot of high net worth individuals have this access to this type of technology but how do we make it available to the average person at a price that's less than a cost of a yoga class? Therein so lies the marketing all. challenge, right? Yeah. This is so that's what we did. in an industry that's historically technology illiterate. Mm-hmm. We've, we've suddenly got an education and a branding problem for you guys. Once this thing was moving and in, in, in the works, what worked from a marketing standpoint? How did you spread the word about this? You know, initially it was, it's funny because I was listening to your guys' book, Gym Launch Secrets at the time, and I would listen to it in the car. Um, Initially it was just knocking on doors, to be honest, you know, just grassroots stuff, Um, getting people just to come in, check it out. Um, Huge part of that was we'd hold open houses. So we'd have people come in, you know, bring their friends. We'd we'd explain to them what we're doing, kind of talk about that education aspect of things. It's a lot easier to educate people when it's face to face. Um, so we'd bring them in open houses. And then from there is a lot of referability. Uh, neither Rob nor I, uh, my dad or I have social media. Um, we understand there's a lot of benefits for it for marketing. Um, but really a lot of it's just word of mouth referrals. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of how we initially built it. Yeah. And the reason we don't have social media is really is to stay focused and clear. Mm-hmm. It's more so that we don't get caught in the the nonsense of social media. So there's, it's there's not plenty that to get caught in. That's for sure. Yeah, we're not illiterate to social media. We just we've just made a personal choice to pull away from it on our own personal lives and then get hyper sure. 
we need. Of course, does the, does the business operate? Of course on it does. Media? Yeah, yeah. And we have we have a marketing team that looks after that whole component for us. Um, one of the things that we we did early on is that we we knew that you know we know that for instance in our strength training um, equipment that we work with, um, we know for certain that it must be tried to be understood, right? Yeah. So we can explain time under tension and that that's what the body really cares about more so than sets and reps. But until you feel true time under tension through an AI driven um, piece of equipment, it's hard to understand what that feels like. So what's really good is if we've built a sales process for bringing um, prospective clients through the door. So for instance, they come in, they get a free workout with us. We walk them through and explain how each of these components converge with one another to move the needle faster for them and improve their overall health span. Our conversion rate is 87%. So when yeah, we- So people are sticking once they walk through the doors, right? Yeah, they're buying once they buy, walk in. And then our churn rate is only 1% per month. So one of the reasons is this, is that what we focused on was the industry is hyper-focused on the 20 to 40-year-old. Yep. Hyper-focused, right? The fitness industry as a whole. However, $8.3 trillion in the United States of disposable income is controlled by the 50 plus marketplace. The industry as a whole though, has a number of group fitness type of aspects available that hyper-focus on the 20 to 30 year olds, 20 and 30 year olds. And then you have jazzercise. <laughs> yeah. be a gaping hole yeah. right around the middle. Yeah. So Sam Walton once said, go where your competition isn't. Yeah. It's, so what uh, we, we did it's is sad to see, but it's a lot of just silver sneakers at your local commercial gym and best of luck, or yeah. you're right. So what we said was, you know, there's a lot of 50-year-olds like myself, I'm 53, who aren't ready to throw in the towel. But I sure as heck don't want to be doing things that are going to further cause inflammation or hurt me, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of trainers you would go to are really worried about that component. So what we looked for is how do we make an effective, efficient method that is safe and then if we do that we're going to attract and really hyper focus on that 40 plus marketplace and give them a place to go yeah and that's with, been a, with that that's being been a said, great model for us you mentioned i mean we're converting once they're in the doors they're sticking once they're signed up to get them in the doors in the first place have we put any kind of funding into advertising or, or social media with the challenge being our ideal client is 40 or 50 plus. Are they on social media? Is this a function that's we do. successful for you? Yeah. So, so social media isn't probably the most successful option um, in that regard. However, we, what we do focus on is we do a lot of um, like either earned media um, through local newspapers, um, yeah. local papers, they still read them. Um, Pandora advertising actually is pretty successful. Google advertising, Facebook advertising, if you're to use the social media. Um, for that marketplace, you know, you have to kind of go outside of the typical marketing recommendations. If you go to just any marketing firm, they're going to tell you, you know, you need social media advertising, YouTube advertising, all these things. But when you're looking at our core demographic, you have to go outside of the box a little bit. Just like he said, go kind of where your competition isn't. Um, cause our competition isn't trying to reach those people and, we're, uh, and we're hoping, I, go ahead, Connor, sorry. Yeah. I was just say, um, I think 
a huge part of it is just knowing where we're going, getting really keyed in on that group, um, doing advertising towards them through those different platforms, whatever they may be. And by knowing kind of what we stand for and who, who our demographic is, it makes it a lot easier for people to refer each other and come in, you know, all the place where there's a bunch of people like us, you know, working out, you should come in Jim or you should come in Sally. And that seems to work out pretty well. And historically the, the challenge with strictly word of mouth or referral type marketing is that at a certain point, our sphere kind of reaches its limit, but it sounds like you guys are pairing that with a number of different strategies. Well, we do some other things too. We, you know, we, we choose locations based on co-star reports. So we don't just pick a location because we think the building's nice. We look at it and go, what's the co-star report on that? What's the demographics on the one, three, five miles? What's the 10 minute radius of driving? What's the average age? What's the average household income? What's the average passive income? We look at all these factors to give ourselves a much, and we do this for all our franchisees as well, to give them a much higher um, potential for success. So they're in the right place, the right market. And then our our, um, way of looking at this is how does this technology affect your health span? It's a much different conversation than get six pack abs in six weeks. Sure. I mean, we need to speak to our target, right? Depending on what they're certainly, what they're actually seeking. Right, exactly. So we, we look at that and we say, okay, that's what they're looking for and where they need to be. And what we need to do is make sure that we give as much or create as much value in each of our locations. For instance, we just brought in oxygen training on our bikes. So we're working with oxygen and hypoxia and the benefits of that from a cellular response standpoint, brain out two and, and forth, right? So looking at these things, we're always looking at the method first. So how do we continually improve the method? And whatever is required to generate that value within the facility is going to make your members happier about being members at that facility and more likely to refer you in. So we go hyper-focused on in the beginning, getting to 50 members in the first month. So we have a robust earned media, paid media, and social media campaign that we put in place um, prior to opening a facility. And then what we know is that each of those 50 members will generate two to three additional uh, potential members for us if we do a good job with them. And where, where we differ a little bit from the industry is we can quantify everything. So we're not just suggesting to our members that coming in here, they're going to feel good and they're going to look good and they're going to um, get stronger. We actually um, push to their app, their um, push, pull and drive scores. So are they getting stronger? We um, have a a fitness score that um, is close to a VO2 max on cardiovascular. We can start to track um, biological age and reversals of that. Um, Lean mass, visceral fat, bone density, all of the traditional body compositions. So the benefit of that is that constant feedback, as Peter Drucker once said, the famous economist, if you can measure it, you can improve it. And you can only improve that that you can measure. Mm. So we're, we have that embedded in our philosophy that the members need to know that what they're doing is working. And, yeah. and off that real quick, that's all marketing sure. collateral. Measurable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is all marketing collateral. They share that with their friends. That brings people in. And I think one huge thing that we didn't quite touch on yet is experience. You know, a lot of people focus a lot on the product or service, service that they're offering. 
Um, but what we really try and focus on is the experience within the facility. You know, who are the trainers we're hiring? What are their personalities like? How outgoing are they? When people come in, does it, you know, does the facility cause them to have a better day afterwards? Things like that. We fo- we spend a lot of time on the training in that regard. Um, and that experience is is kind of like marketing in itself as well. Um, well yeah, of course. A simple thing would be if a, t- if a, if a trainer, one trainer is told that a member is going to Napa Valley with their spouse this weekend. When they come back on Monday, if a different trainer is on the floor, they're aware of that because it's all in the trainer app. Mm. So say, how was Napa Valley on the weekend? Yeah. You and your, right? So we're, we want to yeah. make sure so, people feel important because it makes your job more enjoyable if you have fun with it. So if we can yeah. make the member, what what's wrong with making someone feel important? Yeah. And so proven concept, I mean, our whole conversation has been in the micro so far, proven concept for sure. As we change gears and look more macro, for you guys, the focus becomes the the expansion of the franchise. Right. Talk to us about where you see this going and, and potential hurdles or challenges along the way. For sure. Um, so we're just over a year old company. So a year and three months, um, we decided to start franchising just a few months ago. Um, Due to demand. Due to demand, yeah, we basically it's a had good problem to have. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we had the opposite problem. We didn't have a franchise model and no one to talk to. We had everybody coming to us looking for us to provide them with a franchise model. Yeah. So we've been in kind of hyper growth mode, building that franchise model. Um, and we right now we have twenty two applicants. We have about five facilities opening in the next five to six months. So we're in a pretty rapid save expansion. Um, when you talked about kind of potential hurdles, things like that, um, you know, I think one of them is definitely going to be handling that rate of expansion, you know, making sure that we're constantly able to provide as much value to each facility as we grow and keep the quality yeah. control. And uh, we're putting things in place to do that. And then the other thing too, is, is targeting those, those right markets, you know, um, just making sure the due diligence on the location is, is very, is, is key. You know, we, we got to make sure we're going into those right locations, um, especially out the gate here, you know, doing the wrong location with the wrong person. Um, we can't afford to do that early days. So one of the things yeah. that helped too is my previous, my previous um, life. Um, we, I, I met Izzy Sharp years and years ago, founder of the four seasons. And he, he said something profound to me, which was you systemize the predictable so you can humanize the unpredictables. That was, that was what was swimming through my head is like the technology is going to do what it's designed to do. The most uncontrollable part of this is going to be the staffing and the human training. Right. So what we've been doing is from day one, we have a 387 page operational manual. So we've been systemizing all of the predictables um, throughout this whole process. Both Connor and I are, I was, I was a, I was a, uh, a member of strategic coach, Dan Sullivan's uh, entrepreneurial program for over 25 years. Connor is now also a member of Strategic Coach, uh, which is a lot about systemizing and creating self-managing companies. So there's a lot of time and um, spent internally um, for Connor and I working on systemizing all of those predictables so that our trainers can just do their job. Another great saying was Frank Sinatra, never move pianos, (laughs) simply just sang. So we take that philosophy with our trainers. We want to put them in a position where um, all of the things that are predictable are systemized for them so they can really just hyper-focus on the members. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this shapes up. Like you guys said, just over a year old and 
very, very new venture in terms of the franchising model. We're running a bit shy on time here, and I, I wish we had more time because I feel like we just barely scratched the surface on a lot of these things, but we'll have to get you back on and, and see where things are at another year from now because it sounds like it's going to be a completely different business by then. For now, guys, why don't you share with our audience where they can learn a little bit more about this? What's the best website to find out about SmartFit Method? Yeah, I mean, the best website is smartfitmethod.com. You know, they can view, um, basically, they can view what our method is, kind of what we stand for, those sort of things. Um, if they're trying to get in contact with us about franchising or anything like that, they can send an email to franchise at, smart, uh, franchise at smartfitmethod.com. Uh, both Rob and I will answer to that and, you know, get a meeting with us, things like that, if they're looking to learn more about it. Um, but yeah, I just say, look at smartfitmethod.com, read Jim Launch Secrets. <laughs> Good book. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, no joke. Listen to that like at least seven times. So good, good. Book, um, for them. So yeah, I think you guys hit a lot of good, important points on that. And, and again, you know, we're, we're, um, you know, we are expanding and we are a new company, but you know, um, one of the big advantages, uh, that we have is we, you know, you know, we're coming at it from a, a position of being in successful businesses in the past. You know, I've got 35 years of experience in growing and scaling yep. companies. Yeah. Um, and passing that on to someone who's young, bright, and enthusiastic and wants to drive it. It's kind of a student uh, of the game. It's a great, uh, it's a great combination to uh, build a success story. Yeah. It's, uh, it's exciting to see. I really appreciate you guys perspective and, and willingness to share on this. Like I said, it sounds like things are, are constantly moving and evolving. So we'll have to check in with you again down the road, but for today, guys, we're going to have to wrap this thing up. I can't thank you enough, and, and I wish you nothing but the best. Great. Thank you very yeah, much for having us. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lloyd's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Rick Patel with Evolution Strength and Conditioning Center out of California. Rick, what is going on, man? How are you doing today, brother? Happy What's Wednesday. Up, What's up, JJ? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you being here. Excited to have you on. And uh, I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Evolution Strength and Conditioning Center. So we'll start off with the very, very basic question of how many members are you serving currently? Uh, as of today, I have 1,389 members. Gotcha. Okay, 1,389. And, and you guys being more of a traditional gym, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people interested and through the door? 
for us, we've been word of mouth. Um, that's always been our key niche. Um, we actually we actually own a nutrition shop prior to this, so we we had a smoothie shop, nutrition shop, um, right next to another competitor now. But at the moment, we were just next to the gym, so um, we just built something. And we kind of had a hands-on approach with all the customers. It's, we we've had it for about eleven years, the nutrition shop. Yeah. So with that being the only other alternative next to GNC, everybody came to us. So we kind of got the first-hand look on how what customers wanted and yeah. so when and the quality of work we put into our, our nutrition shop and our smoothies and all that stuff we always had customers we're building a 15 percent growth rate year over year um so with that we kind of developed our our gym yeah that's awesome that is awesome and um you know i, I know you said you're at that, that like almost 1400 you're basically right i mean yeah. how how much higher could you go? I mean, like, what's the sky limit or what's the capacity like for you? That's I'm, I'm at the cap it already. So, so we just expanded. I just, uh, I just added another 5,000 square feet. So we have a total, we have 10,000 square feet, probably 8,000 square feet of usable space. The other 2000 is probably for the office and we have a smoothie bar inside and all that stuff and a pro shop inside. And then we rented out one of the other um, locations for um uh, fitness apparel to another uh, a company as well um but we did that we just opened that second half probably in july and from july to now we've almost had 500 new members so wow. that was like a one year type of goal but we accomplished that in like a few months yeah so yeah, that's awesome yeah yeah and and so when you, when you cap it, you're just going to go to like a waiting list or what's going to happen there? Yeah. So that's what we initially did. So when we got, wow. so that's what makes our, our, there's such a demand for our location. I like, we feel that people know that we, we could have a waiting list and they're like eager to be involved with that. You know, when, when customers can't kind of have something, they want it. And then, yeah. so they're eager, as soon as something opens up, they're really to jump on board. And that's what we kind of did with the, the first phase. We did 350 households. Now household could you know be anywhere from one to you know five, six members of a household. But we said that we're only gonna take in 350 households. And once we reached that goal, we capped it. And then people started signing up. Like they're like, hey, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. And then as soon as we found out that we're gonna acquire the second building the, to expand it, um, we started calling everybody up. And they're like, we're ready, we're ready. And then we start signing everybody up. And so as soon as we opened up, we had 500 new members. Like wow. instantly, yeah, so. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, congratulations to that. So it's, it's like, I feel like a lot of people are always figuring out how to get clients to the door. It's like, for you, it's like, we can't handle anymore. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. And, uh, so, I want, yeah, so, sorry, Oh, I was going to say, so our next, um, so when we initially started in 2016, our, this was part of our milestone. This was milestone two. First was to get to the 350. The next was to get the second building um, done and then to expand that. We've reached that. Now, milestone three for us as a business is going to, you know, finally acquire some land and, and develop our own build, like build our own building out. So yeah. that's that's the goal. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. I think that's huge. I think it's like for you, it's almost like there's no feat that couldn't be handled. I think that's amazing. Right. Just like the confidence you're walking with and the confidence you're talking with. I mean, that's huge. And they're ready what you're thinking on in the future. I mean, that's where everybody wishes they could go. But the fact that you're really just making it a reality, it's like, hey, it's just a matter of time. I mean, that's awesome, brother. 
Um, and I just want to piggyback on what you said, just so we can give the viewers some understanding because that exclusivity of what you mentioned, it's like people run from the things that chase them. And how many times have you seen gyms trying to like, Hey, come, come try it out. Come this, come that. And it's like, they don't want to join, but if they know they cannot join the gym just because maybe they want to, but they can't, it's like that exclusivity is just going to bring your value up and up and up, which is awesome, man. A great problem to have. Great Thank problem you. to have. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even and, give out free day passes. Yeah. And, we show, <laughs> there, I'm like, if you want it, if you want to be part of it, you could definitely be part of it. We do have like, you could pay for a day pass, but like you don't get like a day pass for free. I said, nope. Like, yeah, we're confident in what we have and we don't need to like substitute that. And people are like, holy smokes. Like, yeah. Okay. And then Rick, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, honestly, like embodying like a true, like a successful gym because it's the only industry I've ever known where it's like you could do it for you don't go to a restaurant and expect a free meal just for your first time go it's no it's impossible if it's to get a bad experience you got to pay for it too so it's I mean hey you know they get accustomed to doing that at certain locations it's but if you have that value yourself and you know your value that's never going to fly so I, I love that Rick um and uh, I want to ask um a unique question here and almost like an advice question right and it's like Rick if you could go back in time here to when you first started the gym sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Probably look over more, um, the different risks that are involved with it. Um, and also like with gym maintenance, like all the different equipment that needs to be maintained. Um, also with trying to go after customers more, I know we went progressively like really fast forward with it, but sitting back and, and actually fine tuning our plan to kind of execute better. I think that was like our, our biggest thing. One of the things like I don't charge the annual maintenance fee. I don't charge any of those things. Now looking back at it, I wish I would have done those things. I mean, because people would have paid it. Um, but now I, I don't do those things. So going back to it, I think those are some of the things that I, I, I could have done, but now I'm just happy with it because people enjoy it. Um, majority of the gyms in town, are like let's just say they're 9.99 and 90 like planet fitness and the other ones right we're 40 dollars a month so we're already like two times to three times over what the average people are paying right which is still yeah. kind of cheap but we have we already set that high standard and people are still willing to pay that so you know i looking back yeah would i have changed it but I'm, I'm i'm blessed to be where we at where we are right now and just continue moving forward with it yeah I, I, yeah, and I appreciate you sharing that perspective. And, um, you know, I think, again, for traditional gyms, again, it's, it's a little more unique than than the other gyms we have on here, which like more studio style than um, like PT style gyms. But how how important is that side to you guys, right? Because I mean, unless you guys, you correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys don't offer any PT, but how important is that side of things for you guys? Um, you know what? We, ha we do offer PT, but we rent out space like a barbershop model sort of thing <clears throat> pretty much as just like that so i'm a firm okay so this i've opened up eight businesses in the last 10 years okay i'm a firm believer in, it's in the work you put in that's going to get you further in life okay now most traditional gyms are just giving you know the, the trainers x amount of dollars and then there's no like you know passion behind it yeah there's passion but then there's also bills you have to pay so, yeah. you know, that kind of goes away. So um, when we just do, we, we charge a flat fee and we let them, any any uh, customer that wants PT will also, you know, will recommend our trainers or whatever, but it's up to them. The ball's in their court. Don't rely on me. If, if, you're, if you want your business to succeed as a, as, a, as a trainer, 
it's all on you. All they have to do is the, the one thing that we require is that when they get a member or any any trainee that they have has to become our member. That's it. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, which is yeah. which I think is pretty yeah. common anywhere. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal there. And and one last question for you, which I know you kind of alluded to here already, Rick, but I want to see if you can give us like a like a like a a little 30 second spiel if you can. What's the bigger picture for you in the next five to ten years? Again, I know you mentioned it a little bit, but like what's the the overarching goal? What are you really trying to accomplish? So obviously we're gonna build our own facility. That's that's already in in the works. Um, second would be a second location that we would um, we have another town, you know, 25 minutes away um, that we would kind of start looking into. But our first goal would be to get this building up and going, and then would then it would be to open up a second location. There we go, man. There we go. Well, Rick, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, I mean, if you have any social media, Facebook, website, where can people find out more about you and the facility? Yeah. So for me, it's uh, Rick the Builder on social on Instagram and then um, official evolution strength is our, our Instagram page. And then uh, evolutionmadera.com is our website. Um, yeah. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, Rick, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Thank you. Awesome, man. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Shane from Elite Triangle Fitness out of San Pedro, California. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. Hello, everyone listening. Excited to have you here today. Um, And thank you for taking some time out of your day to sit down, have this conversation, give back to our fitness industry a little bit, um, create some educational content with me. Before we really dive into that business side, kind of give us a little bit of background. What was it that ultimately led to you opening up Elite Triangle Fitness? Uh, Yeah, it was, it's actually a pretty uh, crazy story. Um, I was working for the big corporate gyms um, and I've kind of bounced around a couple of them. Um, and then I unfortunately lost a brother to cancer. Um, and during that time, um, I had to kind of figure out a way to be there for my family 
um, but also be able to provide for myself. Um, so a lot of my clients wanted to continue to work with me. So I decided, hey, I'm going to start training out of my um, apartment. And from there, I kind of realized that I really do like uh, doing things my way, um, a little bit more personal, um, a little bit more of my philosophy tied into my training. Um, so that's kind of where it started. Uh, and then I built to um, my, got an apartment with a gym in it. And then from there, subleased a spot and then been just growing ever since, um, really trying to hire trainers and teach them uh, the way of health and fitness that I truly uh, believe in. I love it. Um, and so, I mean, for a lot of us, kind of similar story, like we're training some results and we realize like, hey, who can do it better than us? So we go and we open our own facility so we can do it our way. Yes. <laughs> so I love to hear that that's how you got started now. Give us kind of your elevator pitch of Elite Triangle Fitness. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide. Kind of paint that picture so that the context of this conversation, it makes sense. Yeah, so we, um, we're a fitness facility. Um, we offer personal training, group training, fitness classes, and then online personal training as well. All our programs are customized for the individual. Um, so where you're starting from, uh, injuries that you might have had in the past, and what your specific goals are. And then we also incorporate a lot more than just the physical health aspect. We also focus on the mental health side of health and fitness, as well as the way that it's going to affect the people around you in your community um, and in your family. Okay. So a little bit of everything there, but it's super personalized to the client. So kind of want to discuss here, the personal training side. I love the idea of personal training for a few different reasons for our business smart, because we can charge more for personal training brings in more money to the business, but for our clients, it's even smarter because we're able to give them a super direct approach to help them reach their goals. And for a lot of people, they really need that one-on-one -on -one attention every step of the way, especially if they're new to health and fitness. Um, so for you guys, you know, how many or like what percentage of your revenue in the business is coming from the personal training side? Um, I would have to say about probably 80%, 85% comes from the personal training side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So pretty heavy personal training gym. Um, kind of talk to us about how that works. You know, are the trainers working for the gym? Are they contractors running their own business within the facility? Kind of what model do you follow there? So they're independent contractors of the gym. Um, so for the new trainers that come on, I spend a lot of time with them, helping them understand the business of personal training. Um, we do learn a lot of great stuff in our certifications. Um, so we know the exercises, we know the body parts, um, but there's so much more to personal training and a lot of certifications don't dive deep enough into that. Um, so I kind of work with them one-on-one, -on -one, uh, helping evolve that business side. Um, and then from there, I'm able to basically, uh, facilitate clients for them. So they get some hands-on experience with the personal training. Um, and then, you know, getting referrals, um, really hone in on what their specialty is. Right. So my trainers are really encouraged to find their niche, like what they're passionate about the style that they like, um, so that we can grow that type of clientele for them. Um, and then once I feel like they're in a good place um, and they're getting referrals and they're understanding the business, I'll go ahead and, you know, put another ad on Indeed or, you know, Facebook to try to hire a new trainer on. So I really do like to onboard only a couple of trainers at a time, but they are independent contractors. And like I said, I'm definitely coaching them on um, more than just the physical aspect of personal training. 
I love that because for many personal trainers, that's like the one missing puzzle piece is like how to do the business side of being a personal trainer. Um, you can't just like snap your fingers and fill your schedule. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. And unfortunately, like for many personal trainers, they never have somebody like you kind of guiding them and showing them, you know, how to, how to do those things, how to make this something that makes you a little money. And it's not just something that you're doing for, for fun on the side. Um, okay. So with the personal training side of things, are your clients purchasing a membership for personal training? Are they paying per session? Do they purchase a pack of sessions? Kind of what options do you have available? Cause I think that everybody does that a little bit different and there's kind of some good things that we can learn from, from different ways that people do it. Yeah, so the way that we do it is um, prescription-based selling, right? So we want to make sure that we're getting our clients to their goals. So anytime we're getting anyone on a program, um, we're really looking at, you know, everything from what their goals are, how quick they're trying to accomplish their goals, um, as well as, like I said, the finances, you know, really understanding that, you know, is this going to be something that's going to stress you out? And then you're going to be so stressed about the finances that you don't lose weight because you're producing so much cortisol and you're not sleeping well at night because you know your bank account's low. So we take all of that together to actually develop a program for them. And so that's what we're selling them. Um, once again, super customized, right? So every individual is different. Everyone's needs are different. So um, we don't do per session. Um, you do have to make a commitment in order to um, train. Um, that investment into yourself is really important. Um, so like I said, depending on what people's goals are and how much they can invest is what we end up uh, bundling as their package. Yeah, I like the idea of the prescription based selling, right? Because with that, we're able to tell our clients like, okay, well, this is your goal. We're sitting down with them talking about that goal, figuring out how long it's going to take us to help them reach that goal. And then, you know, making them or having them make that commitment to themselves for that length of time. Um, when we are doing pay per session model, we're kind of doing our clients a disservice because they can dip out whenever they want. And it's easy for people to ghost. Like if they come into a session with you and they can't afford the next one, I don't know why in 2022, people think it's so easy to just like say hasta la visa and yeah. never and and block us and never talk to us again so i think the the you know how you do everything up front uh it, it really helps when it comes to accountability for our clients yeah and and for the trainers too i mean that people investing in themselves but i know for me personally and my trainers and i'm sure it's the same for you you get um, invested in these people. I mean, you know their life stories, you know what their goals are. So you're, you're emotionally hungry for them. So um, you really do want to make sure they're around long enough so you can accomplish that for them. Um, so that's another reason why, like I said, the per pay, um, we're not just thinking about that one session for our client, right? We're really thinking about the next two, three months. Yeah. Very, very important there. Now, kind of moving on from the personal training side, you guys also have some group training at the facility. Um, how frequently are these group training classes going? Um, is it something that you guys do multiple times a day, multiple times a week? What does that look like? So, yeah, we have um, our group training and our fitness classes. Um, we run a boot camp in the morning um, and we run a HIT class at night. Um, boot camp is mainly structured into being strength training um, one day, cardio the next, and then we strength training cardio. Um, mm -hmm. The hits, obviously, you know, mainly cardio. Um, and like we really do modify for the individual. So if someone comes in, it's their first time and 
you know, it happens to be a cardio day and there's burpees and they can't do that. We find the modification that's going to be best for what their results they're looking for, as well as what modifications they need. If they have a bad back and bending over is a hard thing, um, we don't necessarily want them even using a step at that point. So maybe we'll do something else. Um, and then, like I said, for the hit class, same kind of thing. Um, people are encouraged that if you need to take a longer break or you have to cut, you know, that that work section a little bit shorter, you know, that's fine. That's really important that you just listen to your body. Um, so, yeah, we're doing those, like I said, one in the morning, one at night, um, and then in the mornings on the weekends. Okay. Um, so a couple times a day. And um, with that, is it is that kind of the same model as the PT in terms of like your clients make like a commitment or do you have kind of like monthly membership options for, for that? Yeah, so we do monthly um, memberships for that. And then we also um, allow our personal training clients that want to get an extra days, um, take the class for a drop in rate at a discount. Um, so that way, like I said, if they are maybe somebody who's not going to go work out on their own, but they can't afford to come in four days a week to see a personal trainer, they're able to yeah. supplement those other two or three days with personal or with the fitness classes. Um, so like I said, we're still making sure that everyone has a commitment, um, whether it's like I said, just doing the fitness classes, they're signing up for a bundle of classes, um, or if they're already locked in on the personal training pricing, um, we can basically let them do drop in for a discount. So it encourages them to come in and get those extra workouts in. Yeah. Um, so kind of with being that you have, you know, both the group training, you have the, the personal training, are you guys like, what's the square footage of the space? I don't think I've asked that yet, actually. No, it's, it's, uh, probably right around 3000 square feet. Um, we're a dual, um, warehouse facility. So, you enter through the front, there's a cardio room. And then in the right warehouse is our classroom. And then in the left warehouse is our personal training side. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, okay. Being that you have both, both options here, kind of a variety of different services, um, are your trainers schedules completely tapped out right now? Like do, is there wiggle room for you guys to welcome? new faces into either the group classes or the one-on-ones or are you guys pretty content and happy with where you're at oh no definitely um definitely space for more clients uh both in the classes and on the personal training side um we just hired a great new trainer um and she's been doing wonderful so her schedule's pretty much opened up she's the one we're looking to fill um but like i said if somebody comes in and their goal aligns better with one of my other trainers and we'll we'll kind of make sure they're lined up with them um, but definitely always, always looking to grow. Yeah. So I think I like to touch on this topic here on the podcast, because like for 90% of the people that listen to this, like they're kind of struggling with that idea of like growth, um, of getting people in the front door. And I think that there's a lot of little things that we can learn from people who are, who are in that growth process right now. So what are you guys actively doing to find your clients? Where are you guys putting yourself out there to find new members? Um, we're really putting ourselves out everywhere. Um, one of the main areas that I like to personally um, pay attention to is your in-house clients. Um, I, I heard a, a quote once, um, and I don't remember who said it, but it was, uh, you got to make sure you're selling to your clients because somebody else is already selling to them. Um, so I think a lot of times we overlook the people that are in our facility, um, but they're the best uh, source for referrals because they already um, are enjoying the great services that we have to offer. Um, and they're going to create a community inside your facility that supports each other, 
um, that's going to be holding each other accountable, um, showing up with each other, and then it's just going to keep on kind of growing into more referrals. Yeah, I mean, no matter who we are, if we're a gym or we're, you know, a restaurant, chiropractor, et cetera, referrals are always going to be our favorite thing because the person who told them trusted us. So they're going to come in, they're already going to trust us. And it's just like an ongoing cycle of like people who are ready to go. Um, and we don't have to kind of work on building their trust and showing them who we are and what we have to do. Um, so for the business referrals are good. Are they hard to track? I mean, or predict? Yes, because we don't know when Susie is going to go tell her barber or her friend or the lady at the grocery store about us. So we can't predict any given month. Hey, we're going to have 20 referrals this month. Um, cause it's like literally impossible. Um, so outside of referrals, talk to us about what other things that you guys have done to, um, find your, find new members, new clients. Um, yeah. So we, we hold a, um, a monthly free event. Um, we call it our healthy happy hours. Um, clients come in, they get to come in for a free workout, um, as well as just a free, we, it's either a brunch or a nighttime appetizer get together. Um, and they get to see the facility. If they want to just watch the workout, they're more than welcome to do that. Um, that way it kind of eases them into the, you know, gym life. Um, there's a lot of, you know, the biggest loser and some of those other shows made, uh, working out. So it seems so intense. There's going to be always yelling and screaming. So like I said, sometimes getting people in just to be able to see the facility, um, also allow new members to meet each other as well. Um, build that fitness family, um, we do those events, like I said, monthly. So it allows, like I said, a good way for us to get the community in. Um, and then we do a lot of online stuff uh, as well. So um, I've dabbled in like Yelp and Google. Uh, to be honest, they didn't produce the results that I was hoping for. Um, I really do feel like the results of getting referrals in are better from the in-house, um, the healthy happy hour and the clients that we work with. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Those, those results from what I call that word of mouth, right? Like when our clients are talking, those are always going to be good. Um, as I said before, because our clients, um, trust, trust us. Now you guys have a pretty awesome website. I checked that out. So my question, my next question here kind of leads into that. You have a good website. Do you guys utilize your social media at all? Cause in 2022, like that's the number one way that most businesses are, are growing. Yeah, I've just been starting to get into the social media aspect of it. We've had a social media page. Um, and I just was never a social media person. Um, and as it being my business, it's just been, I've just kind of let it go to the wayside um, just because I'm not used to posting a lot. I'm not used to putting up content. Um, so I've actually started really kind of honing in on it and fixing up my social media a little bit more because it is such a huge part of advertising. It is a huge way for people to be able to find us and to be able to see, kind of peek in to see what we're about before they, you know, send us a message or, you know, walk in. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really, really good point. Um, and I'm glad to hear that you're kind of breaking more into the social media side. Um, you know, since 2020, we're living in like such a digital world and it's crazy, right? We're in the fitness side. So yeah. it's weird to kind of combine the two, but um, I've seen great success, like really building out my Instagram and my Facebook to find clients um, because people are just spending way too much time on their phone. I mean, here we are 
meeting digitally from across the country from one another and people do the same kind of thing all day so if we can reach them in the places that they're spending time works perfect for us and for them we're able to change their lives but don't want to run out of time discussing this so my next question for you is you know business-wise talk to me about what your greatest or not your greatest but what your biggest business related bottleneck or challenge is that you guys are currently facing and what are you guys actively doing to work on overcoming that um really the hardest thing that we've had is being able to reach as many clientele as we want um obviously we're uh we're only stuck to our location right so we're in this town of san pedro um we have a population but we obviously the trainers that i work with as well as myself are super passionate um to help um, as many people as we can, right? Impact as many lives as possible. Um, so one of the things that we've done, um, and you're talking about it already, kind of the digital world, is we've kind of started doing online personal training. So we've been doing it for close to about half a year. Um, and we're able to take exactly what our philosophy in the gym with the personal touch um, and amplify it because we're able to track the food now. We're able to track mental health um, we're able to track uh, the physical aspect of it. So the wearables, Apple Watches, Fitbits, um, everything's on our, our phones now and are really allowing uh, us trainers to be able to monitor that through the day and see if people are, you know, are you getting enough steps in? Um, are you sleeping well enough? Are you getting enough water in? So really that bottleneck of being stuck with just working with the people in our area, um, we've been able to kind of break through that now by offering the online personal training. Yeah. So with the online personal training, the opportunity for growth, there's truly endless. We There's like what, 6.5 billion people in this world or something crazy. Yeah. Like that. Um, so uh, the opportunity for us to grow, it, it go on forever. How are you going to reach people that aren't in San Pedro with that online training? Um, that's where I've been trying to spend a little bit more time uh, utilizing the Facebook, the social media um, post. Um, as well as the the website, making sure that we're using you know SEOs to make sure that people are looking for a personal trainer, um, whether they're in California or New York or Florida where you're at, um, you know we're ending up on their their Google search so that they can you know experience what we have to offer. Yeah, gotta be in all of those places if we're really looking to explode. Which, like I said, you can totally do that with the online training space. We've seen it happen many, many times since this pandemic. Now online training is like the hot thing. Uh, everybody's looking for an online trainer. Um, next question here is, you know, I like to call it my magic wand question. I don't know if it's because I'm a Disney person. I like to ask this question, but if I, were to, <laughs> if I could hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for your business had come true. Kind of tell me like what that picture would look like for you, Shane. Um, really, I, the, the vision that I have is I really do want um, to be able to impact as many lives as possible. Um, I want to have a true wellness facility um, that is going to incorporate, like I said, the physical aspects. So making sure people's exercise, flexibility, core strength, um, but also included in that facility is recovery, is mental health, is dietary habits, um, really a, a true uh, health and wellness facility. Uh, that's not cutting any corners. That's really taking every aspect of what makes person a happy individual and a healthy individual and put that into one facility where it's a one-stop shop. People are really coming to fix their health, whether it's, you know, fix their blood pressure or, you know, help fight anxiety or depression, um, really taking care of that eating disorders. I want to create a facility 
where people are coming to get all of that taken care of. An all-encompassing place where people can learn like a healthy, sustainable form of wellness. Exactly. <laughs> um, because I think like in our industry, um, or not even just in the industry, but in this world in general, like health and fitness is perceived in a way that um, it's it's not always super accurate. Um, people think fitness and they think like bikini or, or speedo and six pack abs. And that's not really what uh, health and wellness is, right? It's about mental clarity and feeling good and just all of the above. So I'm glad that, um, you know, that's kind of your long-term goal. Now with that, what do you feel like you have to focus on right now, right here in the, in the here and now to make that something that happens sooner for you rather than later? Um, focusing now, I guess I'm just, um, continuing to impact as many lives as possible, um, and kind of teach people that philosophy so that, um, it expands, it becomes contagious, uh, and other people want to be a part of it. Um, that will allow me to give me the resources, both in financial, but in communities to be able to actually get to that dream of building, you know, a all-encompassing wellness center. <laughs> gotcha. Well, um, last but not least, since you are building up that Instagram, that Facebook, share your at. Where can we go if we want to follow along? So yeah, the uh, the Instagram is at Elite Triangle Fitness. Um, it's such a unique name that it's if you enter Elite Triangle Fitness, it usually will lead you directly to me, um, both on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, and then our website is just sanpedrotrainer.com. Um, and you can go there and we have all our information on there and all our social media tags on there as well. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Shane, for being here with us today for sharing your insight on like your personal training studio, giving that out there to the world. A lot of great value that we can take away from this conversation. Um, and then listeners, thanks for tuning in guys, please hit like and subscribe. If you want to stay notified about future episodes, and if you want to join us here at the gym Lords podcast, just fill out the link in the description. We'll get in touch with you soon as always until next time, gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.